Hey love, welcome to the Be Loved Podcast. I'm your girl, Brandy Luna, a versatile Jesus-obsessed faithpreneur who's all about building people up holistically while keeping it real. On this show, you can always expect the juice that will put pep in your mental, physical, spiritual, personal, or relational step. Whether it's just me in your ear or me and a beloved guest, my prayer is that each episode serves you in some way. So buckle up, boo, and let's see what God has in store for us today on the Be Loved Podcast. Hello, 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 my Be Loved Podcast fam. How y'all doing? How are you doing, friend? I'm so happy you're here with me today. I believe that this is an on-time word for you. Boo, it's going to be something very encouraging. So before I get started, I'm going to lead us in prayer and then we're going to hop right into this thing, girl. Or homeboy, you never know. <laughs> you never know who's listening. I know I have some brothers on the uh, podcast, so that's that's what's up. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much, Lord, for this word that you've laid upon my heart to share with every single person that runs across this episode, whether it be by accident or it, they are a part of the Be Love Podcast family. God, I thank you for them, Father, and I pray that you would speak fluidly through me, Lord, through this speakerphone into their hearts by your spirit. May this episode truly encourage them in a way, Father, that they leave this episode changed I love you, Father, and it's in your precious name. Amen. All right, guys. So this season has been interesting in not the greatest ways, but also great ways. Let me explain. So um, back in November, we are, as I'm recording this episode, we're at the very beginning. Actually, it's February 1st. I was going to say end of January, but I forget. It's February 1st. Oh my. Well, actually, no, it's February 2nd. Anyway, whatever. That doesn't matter. So we're still at the very beginning of 2024, which is very exciting this year. I have so much expectation um, for what the Lord is going to do this year in the body of Christ. And so anyway, we'll talk about that another day too. However, the season in general, again, um, back in November, I got the wind knocked out of me like literally a fist just boom right into the gut of my spiritual stomach and um and it's been a season of being able to walk this season out or this um trial out um and thankfully I'm to the place in my walk that each trial that I do go through excuse me um it doesn't negate that it's hurtful because I'm human it doesn't negate that it's hard you know, I do acknowledge those things, but thankfully, um, again, at this place in my walk, I've been walking with the Lord for almost 15 years now. Um, I do take that, uh, I take it as, um, joy. I truly do. I count it as joy because each thing that the Lord has allowed to occur in my life, um, has blessed someone else and made me stronger and, and, and shaped my character, um, in some way, form or fashion. So I've learned that anytime a problem comes my way, um, big or small, I, I rejoice, you know, again, it doesn't negate the fact that it hurts. It doesn't negate the fact that it's hard, but I've walked enough through enough fires to know, okay, this is going to be used for my good and for the glory of God. And it's going to bless someone else or many others. So praise God. Anyway, nevertheless, again, this, I've been walking through this trial and there is this been, there's been, there has been this one word 
that God has been speaking to me that I'm like, okay, Father, I hear you. You know, I'm hearing you. Um, that I believe he wants to encourage you, encourage you with today. I believe that those who are tuned into this episode, it's going to be on this, this word is on time for you. And that word is wait. It's not a word that is fun. It's not a word that is juicy in any way. It is a word that is actually like, ah, dang, kind of a sting. You know what I mean? Like one of those sting words, you're like, oh okay, got it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know why I'm right now in the spirit. I'm seeing a shot as far as in like an antibiotic shot or a a medical shot, you know, like, Oh, some of us hate needles. I frankly don't really care. I don't like them, but I don't hate them. So I'm like, all right, do what you got to do. Pulls the arm out. Do what you got to do doc. Um, but I do see weight as one of those, um, syringes, like it's a gentle pierce, you know, but what's coming in through the weight is going to be so beneficial for your life, just as the medicine that's coming in through the pinch of that syringe is going to help your body, you know, in some way, right? Um, and so, oof, I felt the Lord on that. Um, prayerfully, you caught that. But I want to talk about weight. So the other night, um, As if God hasn't spoken this word to me vividly in many ways already through people just sending me text messages, random people that, you know, well, not incredibly random, but people I know, of course, or women I know, of course, but they'll um, text me out of the, out of the blue. I believe it's been two or three women um, that have sent me the word wait, um, wait upon the Lord or, Oh sis, I'm in my word this morning and this word pops out to me for you. I just wanted to send it to you. And lo and behold, it's wait, you know, and I'm like, okay, father, I hear you. So the other night, it was maybe close to a week ago. Um, I, I have a prophetic dream and how, how I know it's a prophetic dream is because it sticks with me. It stays with me. Um, even if I don't write it, though, it's important to write dreams down. Um, cause you never know what the Lord is speaking and where that dream will take place in your life later. Um, but in this particular, like I knew it was the Lord because it stuck with me for like the rest of the day and it's ruminating in my spirit from then, um, is I seen an open book, right? A, a book opened and um, there were only two pages, one on the left, one on the right. And it was a, it was both cream colored pages. The uh, page on the left said one word and the rest of the play, play, uh, page was blank. One word right in the middle with bold black um, ink saying wait. And then the right side, same thing, cream colored page, only one word on a very blank page in the middle of the page saying patience. Um, and I'm like, okay, those are two words that just aren't fun. Right. Um, so wait and patience. So I wake up and I'm, that's in my spirit. Right. I'm like, okay, father, I'm going to continue to wait. Uh, I'm going to continue to have patience to know what it is that you're doing. And, um, I just want to encourage you friend who is listening to this episode that I know that you clicked this episode because the, the title in itself, don't waste the wait, right? You must have clicked it because you resonated with that in general. So I want to encourage you by saying, I'm with you. I'm with you, love. I'm with you in this waiting season. You know, even if later on you click this episode and it's next year, 2025, or it's the middle of this year, um, the summertime, if it's next, or if it's fall of this year, whenever it is that you click this episode, I'm just such a firm believer in God's timing for us that, and his words don't return void, that whenever you hear this episode, it's going to be your 
work, you know, it's going to be an encouragement for you. And so maybe at that time, I'm no longer physically in the waiting season with you anymore. However, when you hear this episode, I want you to feel so comforted knowing that I was once here with you as as well. You know what I mean? And God is speaking to you. Um, He sees you and he wants you to hear this word right now. Okay. I want to make this personal to you because I really feel that this word is personal to you from the Lord. Um, so yes, I'm with you and I want to just go over what it is to, uh, what it looks like to wait, right? Whether, whether we're waiting on, um, pregnancy, right? So that's, that is a yearning and the majority, not all them, but the majority of women want to bear children. You know, I, in fact, am one of them. I'm not in a place where I am like sad about it, um, or anything, or I'm not anxiously waiting, Um, you know, I'm just not in that season of life. I don't know. I mean, in general, the Lord has just placed such a grace on my heart to just, you know, wait on that time. I know I'm going to be a mother at some point someday, but, um, I know that there are those women who are truly just desiring um, to be a mom now, you know, you just have a strong urge to strong, um, you know, desire to be a mom. And so whether you're waiting on pregnancy or you're single, you've been single for, for in your eyes so long, you know, and you're waiting to find or for that man of God or woman of God to find you or, um, to, to run across their paths and cross each other's paths and, 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 you know, pursue a life of covenant and marriage and commitment and building kingdom and just building life together. You wait on that. You, you want that so bad, you know, right now, maybe it's your career, maybe marriage or, um, pregnancy isn't a thing for you right now. Maybe you've already had kids and you're already married. Now you're waiting on a career or you're just not to the place where you want kids or a marriage yet you're waiting on a career you're you're working on yourself in your career but though that door just isn't opening yet and you're just like what in the world so whatever it may be for you friend again I know the pain of or the oof the the shot right let's go back to that of waiting and so what I like to compare waiting seasons to because I've been in plenty of waiting seasons and so what this feels like for me is the kind of season that we're in physically right now, right? It just kind of matches where we are, which is we're in winter time right now. We're in winter. God, we're, I mean, the way the world works, the way the Lord created the earth to work is in seasons, right? We have summer, um, we have fall, we have winter, and we have spring, right? And so each season produces something different, right? There is, um, in the springtime, there's flowers and, and, and showers and, you know, the warm, the weather starts getting warmer. And personally, it's great time for camping. Hallelujah. You know, but summertime, you know, then you're at the beach, you are, um, outside backyard barbecues. You know what I mean? You are at the lake, you're, um, you know, at the pool, whatever the case may be, you're outside, um, if it's not too hot and it's just a vibe there, right? In the fall time, you are starting to go to your favorite coffee shops to get that favorite coffee drink and you're, you're lighting up the fireplaces. You are, you know, spending more time inside because it's getting cooler outside, things like that. And then in the winter time, you're bundling up, you're staying inside, you know, you look outside your window and there are no living things on the trees anymore, um, things like that, right? So what goes on in winter time and in, in itself, now that we've gone over the seasons, 
you begin to notice that, like I said, you look outside and you see the trees that there's no living things on it anymore. There's no those, there's no any vibrant green leaves or anymore or any flourishing flowers, you know, it's just dead. You know, it looks dead. Sorry. It looks dead, but it's very well still alive. It's just in a season where dead things had to fall off, right? And some pruning begins to take place in the, in the winter seasons. Again, it doesn't mean that the tree is dead. It just means that it's in a season where it needs to let dead things go, old things go, so it can prepare for the new season, right? And on that, I want to press into saying that, friend, just because you're in a season that it feels like hard because dead things are falling off of you that you that you think you want to keep, but God is actually pruning them off of you and allowing them to fall off because he's like, no, this can't go into your next season. If you keep hold of these things, you're going to get in the way, it's going to get in the way of the new things, right? So God doesn't prune dead trees, you guys. He prunes dead things off of the tree to prepare the tree for new life. Okay, so that's why I want to talk about how do we wait? How do we wait in the season of waiting, in the season of winter? You know, how do we wait? And again, friends, I just want to touch on, you know, even if you listen to this episode in the summertime, it could still mean that you are in a waiting season or in a winter season, even physically in the summertime. So you can look over at your friends, even right now in my personal life, I'm in a winter season. It's just so coincidentally happens that it's actually winter season, but I'm looking over to the right and I see a, one of my best friends, you know, she's getting married. She just bought a new house. Her, it's like, she's in a summer season, right? Summer is fun and things are, or spring, you know, new things are happening and it's just, great you know what I mean and so and then I look to the other left and another friend is in fall so she's like preparing and 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 doing um things that are going to pertain to her next season right um you know it's just you're in different seasons right so it doesn't mean that everyone is in the same season it's just you are in this season right in the winter type of season within the waiting and the pruning and the dead things falling off so how do we wait well right how do we wait well okay number one i want to say that we wait well by again making room for the new and i want you friend to like just lean in this season of your waiting even though it gets frustrating because or tiring or you become to you start to become impatient right wait and lean in and ask god father i ask that you would declutter my life Whatever is getting in the way of my relationship with you, whatever person, place, or thing that is getting in the way of my relationship with you, Father, I pray that you would remove it. That is a very bold prayer, but I have to pray that every single season, because again, every season is not the same. Some people, some places, some jobs, some things are seasonal. And you have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit for your life to know when those seasons are up, right? When you're no longer, that job no longer pertains to the development of your character anymore or the development of your, of who God wants you to be anymore. You've outgrown that environment or that, that particular like expertise that God is ready to uh, promote you to something else or develop your character, a different part of your character elsewhere. So that job, that season for that job is over. That season for that friendship is over. You know, that season for, you know, um, certain 
things are over. You know what I mean? Um, and so you really want to lean in and ask in this waiting season, Father, I pray that you would declutter my life from any people, person, or I mean, from any person, place, or thing that is hindering my relationship with you or getting in the way or is out of season of where I'm supposed to be with you today in Jesus name and mean it with your heart friend and don't be surprised when and you know whenever God removes people from your life most times it's gently and it's peacefully don't go out there starting drama with homegirl or homeboy because you're like God told me that you don't belong in my life no more no friend no And, and it doesn't mean that those people are bad people it doesn't mean that those people are evil or they mean harm against you it just means that maybe you've outgrown them or maybe they've outgrown you you know what I mean? Or you're just, again, in different seasons. And so your values of life just don't align anymore. And it's incredibly hard to have a relationship with anyone that has different values, different personalities. Sure. That's all day. Like I actually have a lot of my, all of my friends, you know, um, or the people in my life have a different personality than I do. So it's not a personality issue. It's a value issue. When your values of life change, that's when it becomes difficult to have a relationship with someone because values are incredibly important. You know what I mean? Like my faith, um, the way I take care of my health, my time, you know, uh, my finances, if those don't um, you know, uh, if we don't align at least with those core values in life, um, character and things, then it's just really hard to maintain that friendship. And it doesn't mean that that person is wrong or evil or bad. It just means that, you know, it's time to move on. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but that's for someone. Um, and so anyway, yes, number one, make room for the new number two, you need to heal friend. You need to heal. And this is, I'm, I'm actually very well in this season right now in this phase of the waiting. I'm right here. Okay. I am healing through that punch in the gut that I got back in November. Okay. And I've been healing for the past in December. It was grieve and grieve and grieve, right? It was just all month, just grieving and just processing and allowing to hurt lots of tears and, you know, and just realizing like, oh gosh, okay, I'm going through a fire right now. But thankfully, I've learned enough, like I said before, that I'm never alone in any fire that I've ever walked through. So never have I felt alone, Um, though it looks like I'm alone. I'm not alone. Right. But now, now that the grieving season is mostly over, um, now I'm, you know, in the middle of a healing season. And what does it look like to heal, friends? If you are healing from maybe a loss of a loved one you know, or a breakup, you know, um, a divorce, um, you know, uh, just, just something tragic that has happened in your life. And it just hurt you. Maybe like me, it knocked the breath out of you. You did not see it coming. It was a, almost like, it feels like a cheap shot in a sense, right? from the enemy you need to heal that way you don't take these wounds into your next season you cannot enter the new that God is preparing for you with unhealed wounds friends so it is a it is vital it is vital that you heal and how do you heal friend one community community for me has been everything I have my handful of women that I have um told my my junk to and you know I I touch base with them at least once a week at least once a week that is my pastor who I need to be pastored through this right like I need to um be held accountable in in certain ways from to her you know what I mean um and so I let my pastor into my situation and then to my spiritual mom 
I let my spiritual mom into my situation because I also need that motherly love and that motherly assertiveness and motherly ear to listen, um, you know, and speak into my life in a sense too. Um, and just again, be held accountable too, because she is a spiritual authority of my life in my life. So my spiritual mom, my pastor, and then a few of my best friends, right? Um, well, my best friends in general. So my few girlfriend, my few best friends that um, are all women of God and have a very intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit that I know that they are going to speak life into any dead places of my life. Um, if I am speaking to them out of my wounds, they'll let me know. They'll validate my pain, but they'll also encourage me to to continue to rise and, and allow my healing journey um, at the pace that it's going because you time doesn't um, you know, healing doesn't happen uh, at the same time for everyone, right? Um, some may be expedited. In my case, I feel like it's expedited, like supernaturally expedited, you know, truly. However, um, you know, it's a different pace for everyone. And so my friends being so in tune with the Holy Spirit, they understand that and they're just so graceful with that. And so community has been everything for me in this season, friends. So if you don't have community, I just pray that the Lord brings you community and that as he brings you community, Community, um, that are his people that he would teach you how to steward those friendships and those relationships so that you can maintain them um, in that way in seasons of life whether it's on mountaintops or valley lows you have your community okay and two I would say um, for myself I used to pride myself in never having to go to therapy for everything that I have been through throughout my childhood right like I had been abandoned by my dad um, my mother was struggling with drug addiction throughout my entire childhood so therefore um, I was a mother to my little sisters um, living in abandoned I mean um, houses with no electricity um, you know wondering where food would be coming from at some point um, just it was just a nightmare for a child's, you know, sexual abuse, rape, molestation, um, and then merging into my teen years, going into foster care, then becoming homeless because I'm rebellious and wounded, and then meeting the Lord at 17, right? So all of that trauma and just a few encounters with the Lord, my heart had been healed. I was able to track my dad down in a prison and um and go and tell him that I love him and I I forgive him you know and that he that God sees him he loves him and and I was able to like prophesy to my dad in a prison um and then um going to my rapist and telling him face to face um, telling him I forgive you and prayed for him as well that the Lord would heal those wounds in his heart that caused him to do what he did to me when I was six years old, you know, and then, um, you know, always having the sovereignty and compassion and empathy and understanding for my mother um, who, you know, had her wounds too that led her um, to making those terrible decisions that she made that made our childhood hell. <laughs> um, but I still was able to view her with the eyes of the father and seeing that she was just a, hu a wounded human being that needed a savior in that time you know and so again just a few um encounters with the holy spirit and 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 a touch of god can just save you so much therapy and so much counseling because god's present he is the ultimate counselor he is our healer right and so up until um jan i mean i'm sorry december of last year i just would pride myself in like i've never needed therapy like ever you know i i'm healed from all of my childhood trauma well then here comes new trauma right <laughs> 
<laughs> in my adulthood. And so I, um, I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to, t- and told me, he said, Brandy, I, I seek, seek counsel, you know, practical counsel. I will speak to you through them. And so, um, I, enrolled myself into Christian therapy and it was, you know, very helpful. I only needed two sessions at that time in that season. Um, but in this season I committed to seeing a Christian therapist who is Holy Spirit filled, um, for, I believe nine sessions. I'll have my nine set, my, my, my final session in fact this month. Um, but I committed to that because I was like, it was helpful that time. And I really feel the leadings of the Holy Spirit to, um, go to therapy again. So I, I'm in therapy you know, and it's helpful, but there is an end goal, right? I don't think I'm going to need therapy after February. You know, there's an end goal. I don't want to depend on this therapist as my God and as my ultimate counselor. I just know that in this particular season, I feel the grace to go to Christian therapy to work through these issues. And I know that any for any future issues, I do have this as a resource from the Lord that he uses people with the gifting of being counselors to speak into our wounds. And there we got to think of therapists and counselors as vessels of God as well. Just like I'm right here speaking into you, God is using me as a vessel to speak to you. And so that's how I now view counselors and therapists that God, they have been gifted for this. They've been anointed for this, you know, and they've done their due diligence in seeking the Lord and their calling and their studying. And now they're being used to, to, to allow God to heal, um, broken hearts and, 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 and hear people out and guide them and give them wise counsel being led by the Holy Spirit. That's also why it's important that as a Christian counselor, friends, let me emphasize that Christian counselor. Okay. So anyway, um, community therapy, um, and then solitude and prayer is so important too, guys. Being alone with the Lord, not being lonely, but being alone with the Lord, right, is so vital. I love to take walk. Like I used to be a big runner. Then I had a surgery, and so I had to like I was on bed rest for a little bit, and uh, I couldn't. Uh, there was just a long. There is a, a long period of time where I can't work out in certain ways, and so walking has been um, something I've been leaning on um, this season. And so I'm just, you know, do my prayer walks more often than I used to. And it's just so beautiful. It's just me and the Lord. And thankfully, you know, where I live, there are, there's beautiful scenery here with mountains and things, but wherever you are too, friend, maybe there's a park, um, and, and, um, a pond or something of that sort. Um, I find that just be, or even in just your house, putting on some worship music, lighting a candle and just opening the word of God and just being there. If you need to cry, cry. If you want to scream into your pillow, scream into your pillow, but just be there with the Lord. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I am true one to testify that that is very true the power and the presence of the holy spirit being there with you who saves those who are crushed in spirit and 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 and, and um, heals those who are heartbroken and saves those who are crushed in spirit he it's true it's so true friends i promise you so solitude and prayer would be my third suggestion as far as the healing part of your um waiting and then um my last thing would be um health well it's close to the last thing but health 
pay attention to how you're treating yourself. Because guys, if you're dehydrated, you're scrolling on social media all day, you're not moving, you're not eating whole foods that are going to replenish your body, you're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to, your mind is going to spiral. You're going to feel low and, 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 and just so just glooming by in your day, right? That is natural in general. Even if you're not going through a hard season, if you're just filling your body with junk, you're not moving, you're glued to your phone, um, and you're not surrounding yourself, you know, like what you're putting in your body, you know, you're watching crap, you know, all these sad shows and, and, um, listening to crime junkie all day or something, you know what I mean? Like it's not good for you, especially in a season like this, you need to be healing. So therefore be intentional about what you're putting into your body. Stay hydrated, drinking two to four liters of water a day, move your body. Body, um, eat some fruits and vegetables, drink your protein shakes, um, you know, get enough protein in your body. Just take care of your health. That way you're able to, you know, um, really receive what God is giving you in this season of healing um, with a sound mind because you, you're, 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 you're clarity, you're clear, right? Okay. Um, and so last thing I want to say is serve guys. So again, number one is make room for the new. Number two is heal. And number three, it's crazy. I would, right. It's kind of like counter cultural, right? You want to, Oh, please serve me. I'm going through a hard season. No friends. Once you're on track with your healing journey, the Lord will give you grace to now serve, right? Because whenever you're serving someone, whether it be like, you know, um, through prayer or at your local church or serving someone, you know, in your friendships, um, in your family or whatever the, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, whatever you just know that you should do, um, it takes your mind off of yourself through this issue, through this trial that you're going through, right? It takes your mind off of your, your situation and yourself, and it puts you in a mindset of Christ, right? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, right? And so for God so loves, um, this you that he gave his own. So I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, he wants you to know what it, when the Lord came, he said, I've come to serve not be served. And so this is a perfect opportunity to begin to cultivate that characteristic in your own heart of the Lord. Though he was suffering on that cross, he was thinking of us. He was suffering, but still serving us in what he was doing. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? He was suffering guys, but even in the suffer, he was serving. And I think that that like Jesus literally is the utmost, most perfect role model for us. And the fact is, is that his spirit lives in you. Therefore, anything that he's ever done, you are empowered to do as well, which is suffer well, suffer and serve, right? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, maybe I'll have the grace to share this season of my suffering with you someday. But even so, guys, I'm telling you, God, I'm speaking from experience from this very season I'm walking through. God will give you the grace to serve others, whether again, it be through encouragement, an encouraging word, prayer, helping a friend, whatever it may be. I promise there is a character development that cannot come from a book, that can't come from a podcast, that can't come from the world, other other than going through it and learning the grit of serving while you're suffering. Like that is just different. And there is a grace that comes over you when that happens. So my friend, I encourage you, Look for ways to serve in your local church, your friends, your family, your community, um, others online maybe. 
Look for those ways to serve. Um, and then as the word says that those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. That's a proverb, okay? Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So as you're refreshing others, guys, and walking through this hard journey, um, then you will be refreshed and you will learn what it's like to have that um, your source of comfort come from God, not from people while you're going through this trial. You know what I'm saying? So again, just to recap, um, the, the, the word is wait, right? And in your season of waiting, make room for the new, heal and serve. And through it all, God is doing something new in you. I'll leave you with this, okay? So here recently, I took a um, sister's trip to New York um, and because my, my home church is in New York, um, V1 Church, and we also have a global online um, campus. So that's what the one I'm part of. So guys, if you don't have a, a home church, um, and if you, maybe you live somewhere that you're just not resonating with, um, churches that are available to you in, 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 phys- in the physical. Now, granted, I will tell you that I would much prefer, I would prefer to be in a house that's physical so I could physically be with people. That's my preference, but there was just this grace in this, um, uh, just a prompting from the Lord saying, I would like for you to submit under Pastor Mike and Julie Signorelli. And he's given me much com- confirmation. Um, and that was definitely where he wants me. Me and my pastor are now on text basis and I can call her anytime or text her anytime. And I just know that I was supposed to be a part of this house. So if you're maybe in that some, some, a season of that type, or you just need to be discipled. My pastor, um, she's on YouTube on Monday nights, um, Freedom Women Collective um, on V1 Church YouTube. Um, she does a Bible study every Monday night. Um, so if you ever want to be discipled, encouraged in that way, uh, I encourage you to just go check them out. Um, V1 Church is so powerful. Our church is amazing. Um, and so yeah, if, if you don't have a home church, if you do, perfect. Stay put. Uh, continue to allow the Lord to root you there, ground you there, and help you know grow your character there and develop you there. It's going to be great. But anyway, so um, I went up to New York to go to my church physically and also have some sister time. I've never had a sister's trip with my two younger sisters. And so we're there. We're having a blast. And so one thing we wanted to do was watch a, pro- a Broadway show, right? And so while we're watching, or we schedule this Broadway show and I realize like it's kind of late and we're already like on Eastern time and I'm at the, I'm in the Pacific standard time right now. Right. So I'm Eastern time. And so it's like, uh, like my, my time zones and my brain are just weird already travel and things like that. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's going to be late by the time the show is over. And then we still want to go to this place called the pink pier. So we're going to have to like leave this show midway in order to go to the next thing. That way we have enough time. Right. And it doesn't get too late. And so, um, we watched the, the, the beginning of the Broadway show, which was amazing. It was so cool. I loved it. The singing, the dancing, like I'm all about that. My sisters were just eating it up too. It was just so beautiful and awesome. But then there was this thing called intermission, right? There was intermission midway. And so I was like, okay guys, um, do y'all want to go ahead and go so that way we can make it to the pink pier, um, and have dinner there. And they're like, yeah, let's go. And so while we were walking out of this show, this um, lady stops us and she says, in, my, in the New York accent, I have to do it because I love the New York accent. She says, where are you going? The, the, the second part's the best part. After intermission, it's the best part. Why are you leaving? And I was like, oh, um, we have to get somewhere. I'm so sorry. And she was like, but it's the best part. And I was like, I know, I'm so sorry. And so I left. And then, the, and then when we were going to bed that night back in our hotel room, 
I remember thinking, I asked my sisters, what do y'all think happened at that show? Like, what do y'all think that, and then my sisters were just guessing. One sister had one opinion, another had another. I had my own. But the thing is, is that we never got to see the other half of the show because we left in the middle of the intermission. God was doing, like they were preparing for the best part of the show after the intermission, but we walked out, we left too soon. So I want to encourage you, friend, don't tap out of your wait season. Don't settle for counterfeit, you know, um, things, uh, a counterfeit spouse, a counterfeit job, a counterfeit, you know, whatever it is that you may be waiting on because you, you're getting impatient, right? And this is me speaking to myself, okay? I'm telling you, I'm preaching to myself. Don't settle for counterfeit because you don't want to stay for the other half. The other half of this season, the other half of this waiting season is the best part, which is the transition into the next season. And God has something so new for you there and so beautiful and just fresh for you there. So I want to encourage you, friend, in your season of waiting, um, remember to make room, heal, serve, and don't tap out. Just wait and have patience. And I'll leave you with this. Isaiah 29 through 31. Some may be familiar with this. It's one of my all-time staples in life since I was 17. Um, but some may be, may be brand new to this. So lean in, okay? Isaiah 20, um, chapter 40, I'm sorry, verses 28 through 31. It says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow weary or tired, and his understanding no one can fathom. His He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Other translations say, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Friend, can I encourage you as we wrap up that you are being renewed in your strength as you wait. As you wait, you are being renewed. But don't just stay still while you're waiting, okay? Make room, heal, and serve. And you'll see that in this next season, your waiting season was a beautiful season and it was for something. It was for the new. All right, friends, until next time, be blessed and be loved. Hey, love. I am so glad that you chose to tune into the Be Loved podcast today. As usual, I truly pray that you're leaving each episode inspired, encouraged, challenged, and even changed. Listen, guys, I recently published a book called The Pure Heart Pursuit. For those who struggle with false facade of a perfect and shiny walk with Jesus, let me tell you, it is far from shiny, but it's well worth it. When the fruit shows up in every season from your previous battle, you know it was worth it. And so in this book, you'll read my raw journey of failures and victories in hopes that you are given hope in your own journey with Jesus. Guys, the Pure Heart Pursuit is available on Amazon today. Go and snag your coffee. Copy if you want to be given hope in your journey with Jesus.